MC Lobshire, the host of the Cash Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cash flow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Laubscher here. Welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. And in today's show, we're going to look at how you can create cash flow and a community through co-investing. Joining me again on the show today is Kira Golden. Kira has a wealth of experience from the world of investing in real estate, equities, venture funding, and much, much more. By the time she was able to vote, she had already had holdings in real estate and in the stock market. Less than a decade later, she was able to leave her position as a financial advisor for Edward Jones and live off her investment income. At present, she owns investment properties around the world, including Washington State, Colorado, Arizona, Illinois, Ohio, Puerto Rico, and France. The most valuable thing Kira has received from investing is financial freedom. She's able to work as much or as little as she would like while spending time as a homemaker and mother. Kira is also the CEO and founder of Direct Source Wealth. If you're interested in joining our investor group, you can go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form or email me at info at cashflowninja.com to start the discussion to see if you're a good fit for our group. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Kira, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah, great to, great to have you back on. Always love connecting and having uh, conversations. And it was great to, to come down and spend some time with you down uh, actually in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, how yeah. have you been since then? How, how has life uh, treated you? A little bit busy? Been great. Yeah, we, uh, we're settled back down in Puerto Rico and uh, the kids are in school. Well, the older one's in school, the little one's napping all day and life is good. <laughs> Fantastic. Now for new listeners, uh, uh, Kira has been a guest on the so show twice, but uh, Kira, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your background and journey with them. Yeah. Um, I'm a real estate investor to the core. I started out buying properties at 18 um, uh, for my own sort of investment portfolio. And um, gosh, I guess 
uh, I guess when I was in my early 20s, I really realized that if I wanted to scale up, it required being collaborative and working with others. And um, so began the journey of creating a co-investment group and an opportunity for multiple investors to come together and buy bigger deals and benefit from economy of scale. And we've sort of grown organically from there through you know friendships and referrals and working with awesome people like you guys. And uh, Carol, one thing that I that that about your experience that that's really uh, interesting as well is that you started out in the financial services uh, sector, basically, uh, and know Wall Street very well, know institutional investors and how they invest really well. That's one thing that we talk about on the show quite a bit is looking at what big banks and financial institutions are doing. And then obviously the 1% of investors, what were some of the things that you uh, gained in your experience uh, in that, that side of the, uh, of the world that you brought with you uh, into, uh, yeah, into your new role and with Direct Source Wealth? Well, that's a great question. Um, I'll give one caveat. I'm always careful about the words really well. I feel like the more I do, the more I realize I have to learn. <laughs> if I know anything really well, it's that I know nothing. I have, I, there's so much to learn. Um, but, uh, but definitely, you know, the institutional space, I think one of the things I came away from understanding is um, structure is equal or, at, you know, maybe more important oftentimes as the underlying assets. Um, you know, a lot of times we spend a lot, you know, you go to these get rich workshops and classes and they teach you how to underwrite cash flow and figure out if a property is going to make money. And obviously that's a necessary condition. You need a producing property. Um, but beyond that, how you structure your deals, where, where your banking relationships are, how you get leverage, uh, financing terms, all of that is uh, you know, equally important to having a successful deal. And seeing firsthand how to directly invest in some of these asset classes has become your mission of your your company. Hence <laughs> the name Direct yes. Source Wealth. Yes, you know, I really became sort of disenchanted, if you will, with the layers upon layers of uh, bureaucracy, kind of guised as you know financial services. Um, that, that kept investors from really being both financially and personally connected to what they're investing in such that they actually know and can understand, you know, and walk a property and see that there's an asset there um, so that they, they know that, hey, here's where my money is, here's what it's doing. Because I believe that that direct connection is what gives us the internal fortitude um, to make smart decisions and ride through the ups and downs of market cycles with a good, solid, long-term perspective. Now, some of these investments, uh, you obviously are direct, uh, directly investing in some of these investments and alongside institutional investors, these deals are so good. Uh, you've been on the show talking a little bit about di diversification. I was wondering if you could uh, explain a little bit uh, to uh, some of the new listeners out there too about how you strategically diverse yourself within a particular asset class and then sometimes within the same investment. Yeah, um, exactly. So within an, within an asset class, I mean, we look at things like geographic diversification. Uh, we look at laddering the, um, the target deliverable dates. In other words, if we're planning to do structured refinances on a regular basis or cash out refinances, we, we ladder when those structures are so that there's capital coming due, particularly... Um, ideally, when uh, when a market hits a down cycle, we want to know we've got cash coming out of deals. Um, and then, as you've mentioned, even within a deal, um, we work really hard to make sure that we're sensitive to various timelines 
of the individual investors. Some people like myself are, you know, buy and hold and I'm happy to hold a property for the next 30 years or, or longer. Um, some investors are in a different life cycle and, you know, need to have their principal turn more regularly. So we look at ways of structuring the offerings such that um, there's, there's multiple ways to get involved on a property uh, that, that meets um, somebody's objectives. One thing that I've seen, Kara, with uh, direct source wealth and the opportunities that, that you offer, um, besides so the, the investments and how you go about your business and investing it, is, is the culture within the company that, that spreads out to all of the investors and, and really makes everyone feel part of one big family. I was hoping you could share and elaborate more on the importance of that um, and the importance of that uh, for, for, for your group and then also for the employees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we are a culture of service first and foremost and, and co-investment. And, you know, one of the things that means is that's not just DSW serving the investors or DSW being the co-investor and taking all the risks. Um, that cuts both ways. Our investors very much come to the table with a perspective of service and, um, and of co-investment. So, you know, for us, co-investment is putting up our money where our investors are putting up their money, you know, putting our money where our mouth is. For our investors, oftentimes, co-investment is also being of service. That might be serving on the advisory board or doing spot checks on properties um, or maybe interviewing a local property manager in somewhere where they live. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of times, that, that gives a passive investor also a little bit more ability to be involved in what's going on and, and more keyed in, um, which brings more radical transparency and clarity um, to what we're doing as well for our co-investors. Yeah, there's a lot of investors that have become part of the team, right? And a lot of inv yeah. investors uh, working in some sort of capacity for you. I mean, the, the co-investing one, another example that I could think of is, is folks that have a particular skill set, you know, whether it's uh, interior design or whether it's, uh, you know, painting or and so forth that they feel that they want to be a part of it and, and contribute. So that's been really exciting to see with the, a lot of the investments that you're involved with. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, um, especially syndicators, tend to feel like their job is to do it all, right? We are, we are the, the, the grunts, right? We're the hard workers and, and the, the investors are the, the passive investors. And, and to a degree, that's true, right? We're accountable for that deliverable piece. Um, but sometimes that means we can lose sight of the fact that we have an amazing, I mean, think about it. If you're working with quality accredited investors, these are people who've been very successful in their field and can bring something to the table um, and gladly will do so because there's an alignment of interest. So everybody wins when we can keep costs down um, by having our investors participate where they have a core skill set. Within uh, the, the group of investors and uh, the culture that you've created um, around your investor group and then within your company, there's, a, there's also a group called the, the Golden Circle, uh, which you offer to investors, um, if you don't mind elaborating on that. Yeah, so that's some of our closest investors who've been with us for a while and um, you know, really understand, like you talk about, our culture, our mission, our vision for, for our group. Um, and, um, you know, they, we often get, we get together, we share ideas, we meet up in person. We try to do that twice a year and just talk through, you know, what else can we do to better serve one another? So is, you know, that can be, um, 
you know, do we need to tweak how we're providing statements or so, we, you know, we work with the Golden Circle investors to get feedback about how to do what we do better. So that could include, you know, do we tweak how we do statements so that we can provide some um, some better transparency or granularity for them that they're looking for um, on projects or in reports. Um, but sometimes it can even be a great idea. One of our Golden Circle investors brought the idea of doing these um, convenience store vending machines, which fit into our dream program really nicely. Um, so by engaging and meeting and getting together, um, we we just continue to deepen that relationship and be able to better serve our clients. And, um, and we also can really focus on building that intergenerational wealth, which is important to me. So um, when we get to know our investors and they get to know us at that, at that intimate level, um, we really can think about how are we going to be teeing up their families for, uh, for the wealth that they, that they want to be building. And that's a big part of uh, the retreat uh, and spending some time with the family. Uh, Kerry, you talk about an investment strategy, the 500-200 uh, strategy. Can you share that with uh, the Cashflow Ninja listeners? Yeah. So, you know, we were always, we're looking for a way to help our investors understand our underwriting and, and to make it um, clearer to them every time, you know, what kinds of deals are we looking for? And so we crystallized um, sort of a macro strategy and, and, you know, this isn't to say every single deal fits this model exactly, but it gives us a, an initial guideline of where to look. And the objective there is to take a $500,000 investment um, across, you know, a handful of investments and um, and eventually turn that into two hundred thousand dollars of of ongoing passive cash flow by building that base and and turning that capital over, doing refinances, getting cash out, buying more properties, um, with the goal of achieving that over ten years. Um, obviously, these are goals and models and market turns have impact on all of that, um, but it gives us a framework so that when we're underwriting a deal. We know that, hey, we're going to try to hit this certain threshold of cash on cash return, and we're going to try to refinance at this time period so that to build that cash flow objective that we're working towards. You're listening to Kira Golden on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back afterward from our sponsor. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. You're listening to Kira Golden on the Cashflow Ninja podcast, and are back to our interview. Let's talk a little bit about Puerto Rico too. Uh, there's lots happening there, and now you're based out of there. Uh, can you share a little bit more of what what's going on there from uh, an investment perspective? And uh, yeah, what, what what is it like living there? Yeah, I love living here. It's definitely different. <laughs> There's a bit of an adjustment, but it's such a great family-focused culture and so such a strong community. But, um, you know, I also see a ton of opportunity here. I mean, I feel like Puerto Rico's recovery is a bit behind that of mainland U.S. and, uh, and then add a hurricane to it. And quite frankly, I see a ton of opportunity. Um, some investors, you know, are still kind of un. Uh, you know, unconvinced whether or not Puerto Rico will have a full recovery. But personally, uh, you know, I'm very long on the the opportunities that are down here in Puerto Rico. 
What are some of the projects in there that, that excites you in uh, Puerto Rico? Um, so I, the main bread and butter down here is definitely hospitality. I mean, it's the Caribbean. People are coming down, vacationing. And quite frankly, if you've heard that, no such, you know, no news is bad news. You know, the hurricane put us on people's radar. People are talking about Puerto Rico coming down and visiting. And I actually think ultimately it's going to uh, help the visibility of the island for tourism. Um, but then also they've been really smart in some of their tax incentives and structures, and they've been attracting down many people in financial services. And that's created opportunities for uh, shared workspaces um, and also just basic services, um, retail, um, you know, kid, kid activities in the middle of the day, you know, um, and all of that means, you know, real estate. There has to be spaces that uh, those services and those offices and all of that can can be, and we're seeing those things trade at you know ten caps and better, um, which is just phenomenal. I mean, that's what we were seeing ten years ago in the U.S. And I feel like you know we're we're behind here in Puerto Rico, and that means that it's an opportunity. Yeah, and a lot of other different opportunities along with that for entrepreneurial folks because you just mentioned. Yes. Uh, that a lot of folks in financial services have moved down there and a lot of uh, investors uh, that have moved down there. Peter Schiff has been on the show. He's, he's down there as well, which leads to all these other opportunities because, as you mentioned, real estate being one of them, right? They need a place to stay. But then also there's families. There's uh, going to be uh, people need to eat places. People need to, to do things uh, for leisure. And then there's all these other um, entrepreneurial ventures and opportunities that spring up because of all these people moving. Honestly, I think it's my biggest risk. Every time I walk down the street, I think of another business I want to open up here and I have to like focus my energy because I can't do it all. There's so much opportunity uh, for people who are entrepreneurial at any economic level, right? So there's things for billionaires to do and benefit down here, but there's also a young, ambitious, you know, 20-something who wants to start a career. This is the place to do it. You know, trying to break in in LA or trying to break in even in Phoenix or Denver is going to be so competitive. Um, down here, you know, if you want to open up a laundromat business, you have no competition. You want to open up a car wash, no competition. Uh, I mean, yes, there are some businesses down here, but there's a lot of room for growth. Absolutely. What are some of the other opportunities that, that you see out there? Obviously, you've touched on the mainland. Things are a little bit, little bit different in the markets there. What are some of the other opportunities, opportunities that excite you as we, uh, as we leave 2018 and moving into 2019? Yeah, we we are kind of cautiously underwriting some storage space. I still think that there's some upside there in warehouse and storage, industrial kind of kind of spaces if we can get them at good cap rates in the states. Um, and you know, we haven't turned away from our bread and butter. I mean, we we've got other multifamily that we're underwriting and and we'll continue to do so. Um, you know, we just may be doing a couple less deals, you know, in that kind of space um, until, you know, until the market's ready or until we can get the right, the right terms. Uh, investing in and in preparing for a recession. Uh, we've, uh, we've talked a little bit about it on the show. What are some of your thoughts of how folks can prepare for a recession and how to invest during a, a recession? Yeah, I mean, I think the two most important levers are your financing and your cash flow. I mean, those might be the two most important levers all the time, but definitely in a recession, making sure that your financing terms are on lock uh, long enough to ride something out. So, you know, everybody's going to have their own thesis about how long that is, but I'm, 
I like to know that we've got, you know, 10 year money whenever possible or longer. So, you know, we're looking a lot more at doing HUD loans and uh, long-term fixed interest rate debt where, you know, we can, we can ride something out. We're not going to be forced to refinance in an inopportune time, um, ideally. And then the other piece of that is looking at ancillary business services on our properties that can increase cash flow. So rental income is again, obviously the bread and butter. That's the main underwritten item. But, you know, if we can provide the internet services on our business, if we can do vending services and laundry services and, um, you know, provide the property insurance and all of those other things, which are part of our dream uh, program, then, you know, we believe that that's going to position us to, to ride through uh, any kind of recession and not only ride through it, but generate uh, good cash flow so that we can buy uh, when it's time and, and buy very aggressively. Yeah, that's great. There, there's just so many different ideas uh, to increase the value of the property for, for tenants and then obviously increase revenues at the same time, which is an absolute win-win. Uh, and you've definitely increased uh, cash flow creatively. One of the things uh, that you've covered before, and maybe we'll, we'll close with that, is uh, the idea of in some of the multifamily properties, you also have within the company overseas properties, right? And there's different, uh, different opportunities where someone, for instance, can have a vacation in another property that's overseas. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah, my overseas portfolio has gotten lighter over the years, and we're beginning to refocus on expanding. But, uh, but that's that's exactly right. Uh, my focus there has been on vacation properties, and we still have one in Chamonix, France. Please go on Airbnb and book it. We'd love to have you there. <laughs> um, but uh, it, you know, we um, we're looking again because uh, there's a group I'm working on connecting with out of London that um, does you know short-term flats there. And um, I just I think again, speaking of diversification, but also uh, economic diversification on, uh, you know, while we are a global economy, um, different countries are impacted by market cycles differently. And so by, by having that international exposure, some currency exposure in the portfolio, um, I, I feel like I can protect myself a little better. So we try to make those levers available to our investors as well, who may feel like they could benefit from it. Absolutely. Kira, where can my listeners learn more about you and Direct Source Wealth? Where can they follow you and how can they get in touch with, uh, with your team? Yep. Uh, I mean, we're on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and of course, our website, directsourcewealth.com. Um, but there's Direct Source Wealth uh, on Facebook. Definitely a great resource or, or you know, send me a message through LinkedIn and we'll, we'll connect up. Kira, it's always a pleasure to connect. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and providing so much value for my listeners. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, MC. MC Lobshire, the creator and host of The Cashflow Ninja and president of Producers Wealth. And I'm on a mission to help you achieve economic and financial freedom as quickly as possible. I achieve this by integrating the infinite banking concept with real estate investments to increase your efficiency and returns and recapture cash flow that you're not even aware of that you're losing. I share the number one strategy for investors in my holistic wealth creation course at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, 
please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.